My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to to reflect on the parish, on the passion narrative of Luke. Luke is quite different in many ways from the rest of the other gospel. There are things that are particular about Luke and I would like to highlight some of them. If you already know the theology of Luke, you already know that Luke does not like a sad ending. Luke wants a beautiful ending. Luke is a physician by profession, is a doctor. So Luke knows how to knit things together in a clean way and to present to you the end result that is beautiful. There are a few things that Luke presents to us. The first one is when Jesus is presented before Pilate. It is quite clear how Jesus was presented. The accusations that they, that they brought against him. The first one, they say Jesus claims to be the king, which he does not. Jesus is perverting the people by his teaching, which he does not. Jesus forbade them from paying taxes to Caesar, which he does not. All these three accusations, allegations that they bring forth against Jesus are nothing but a lie. That's the opening statement in Luke's argument. Then he presents him to Pilate. Pilate examines him, questions him, asks him everything that he needs to do. Then Pilate realizes that Jesus does not belong in his jurisdiction, but rather he belongs to the jurisdiction of Herod. Herod was in Jerusalem at the time. Then he says to him, why don't you send this man to Herod? And he goes to Herod. Now there's something beautiful about that. Herod does not personally know Jesus. But he has heard about Jesus. And he was longing to see, to meet Jesus. So that Jesus will perform the miracles that Herod has heard about Jesus. Now, there are two Herods here that we know. There's this one who is in charge, who is now a leader, but there's also another Herod who was married to Herodias. But also there's another Herod who comes at the birth of Jesus. These three play different roles. The first one kills all the babies because he's terrified of Jesus. The second one kills John the Baptist and when he hears about Jesus, he's wondering, could you be John the Baptist? The third one doesn't know Jesus but wants to meet Jesus. Herod and Pilate are enemies. But when Jesus was brought before Herod, eventually 
Herod and Pilate became friends. This is something absolutely amazing. That at the death of Jesus, he was able to reconcile people together. And that's typical of Luke. That his death is not in vain. That his death is about to bring two great powers together. The other thing that Luke also makes it absolutely beautiful. Herod says to the chief priest, to the leaders, to the elders, to the people, he says, I've examined this man. I find him not guilty. And so Herod does not want to kill Jesus. He says this man is innocent. And therefore I will only chastise him, send him away, and then he is free. And listen what comes out of the mouths of the religious people, of the elders, of the chief priest. Crucify him, crucify him. And so who is it that stands against Jesus? Is it the Roman soldiers or is it the religious Jewish people? And for Luke, it is quite clear. It is the religious people that want to condemn Jesus. Luke says to us, three times Pilate went out to the people saying, this man is not guilty. There's another element that Luke brings to us. Herod sends him back to Pilate. Pilate sends him over to the Jews. The Jews send him over to the soldiers. The soldiers send him over to Simon of Cyrene. Simon of Cyrene send him over to the cross. The cross send him over to death. And there's this word to hand him over. In Greek it's called paradidomi. Who handed Jesus over? All of us are guilty of it. Nobody wanted to take possession, to stand his or her own ground. Let's bring in another element. You find Simon of Cyrene. Jesus carries his cross and it's probably too heavy for him. And they find a helper, Simon of Cyrene, who carries the cross for him. Along the way, Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. They cry, they want to console him. Jesus stops. He looks at them and he says, do not cry over me, but cry for yourselves. Cry for your children. Once again, you see a typical look and theology where Jesus is able to console and to forget about his own suffering and pain. The other one, there are two criminals with Jesus. One says, save yourself and save us. One who argues and condemns Jesus. And the other one says, we are here because we deserve this. But this man has done absolutely nothing. Then he turns to Jesus and he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Two powerful words. Jesus says, 
I will be with you in paradise today. The second one, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. What is it that Luke wants to teach us today? Both Mark and John present the death of Jesus as brutal. That Jesus dies alone. But in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus does not die alone. There are people who gather around him. There are people who support him. There are people who bring him elements of comfort. Jesus is able to forgive. Jesus is able to reconcile. Jesus is able to love. How many of us are suffering today? You may be suffering. You may be going through a rough patch. But it is not all gloomy. God will bring. God has brought. God is bringing certain people into your life. I call those pockets of joys. Then no matter how terrible life may seem, There are things I can still be grateful for. I'm alive. I can sit. I can walk. I'm not on a ventilator. I can breathe on my own. I can get to the road. I can get to the car. I have some people. It is very easy to attract negative vibes. It is very easy to begin a day with negative thoughts, engage with negative talks, entertain toxic relationships, and end up depressed. It's very easy. And that can happen today, tomorrow, and the other day. But Luke wants us to break the chain. He wants us to say, yes, it is difficult. But there's still some good in the world. Yes, it is painful. But there's still some comfort from others. The last point that I find absolutely amazing. When Jesus... He gives his spirit and commits it to the Father, and he dies. A centurion who's probably not a religious person looks at Jesus and says, This was a good man. And people walk away beating their breast. Mea culpa, mea culpa. I have messed up. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, in this church, who of us can say, I have never messed up? No one. Only children, probably. We all have messed up. We have all have done things that we probably are not proud of. But Luke concludes by saying, Let's take ownership of that. 
Let us learn from that. And then let us do something about it. And this is found with Joseph of Arimathea when he goes back and says, I need to bring about justice, restoration, and restitution. Those three things I need to do. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.